Live from Fred Smoot's Party Boat, it's From the Hawk's Nest Podcast. <laughs> Retro. Yeah, wow. Hashtag throwback Thursday. That's for all you Fred Smoot fans. Yeah, I had to go old school, you know, since we're at NFC North. And uh, that NFC North Party Boat is the all-time greatest uh, NFL misconduct story. Yeah, it's right up there with uh, the Vikings not getting their first round draft pick three years in a row. And Ron, Mexico. Ron, Ron Mexico. Ron Mexico. Like, the thing about the, the best thing about the, um, the Wikipedia page for the boat scandal is all the people it talks about. It says, like, those involved in the scandal Fred Smoot, Lance Johnstone, Moel D. Moore, Corin Robinson, Robinson, Bryant McKinney, Ralph Brown, Travis Taylor, and Mo Williams. Like, it's all these people, and, like, the, some of the stuff is just crazy in here. Like, I'm not, do not feel comfortable now that we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn saying some of the things that happened on this party <laughs> yeah, boat. Yeah, look it up yourself. And then, and then, just for fun, Google Ron Mexico. Wait, wait, wait. What's, this, what's they, creepier? They did, uh, st- they did many sexual things in front of the crew with prostitutes. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. What's creepier though? Uh, Fred Smoot's party boat or LaShawn McCoy's chicks only party? <laughs> yeah, LaShawn McCoy's chicks only party is the, the like all time Super creeper. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But we are on the NFC North, not the AFC East. But we actually won't be starting with the Vikings because we're going in reverse order of finish last year, which means we are starting with the 2015 6 and 10 Chicago Bears. Yeah, Chicago Bears. Um, Chicago Bears. I, uh, who's our quarterback again? Sorry. Brett, Brett's not here, so we don't have to, we don't have to pretend like Jay Cutler's good. Oh, let me do this. Let me do this. (laughs) Oh, guys, my pick is 16 and 0, Super Bowl champions, and Jay Cutler MVP. I love Jay Cutler. Uh, okay, and then I'll firmly Brett, deny it every let's, week after let's this. Let's be serious about this for one sec, though, in that, and say that Jay Cutler is not the worst, but if I had to choose between keeping Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte and keeping Jay Cutler, I know which one I would have gotten rid of. Yep. Yeah, especially with what they're paying him. Hey, uh, Martellus Bennett, brother of Seahawks Michael Bennett, had some less than flattering things to say about Jay Cutler. I love Jay Cutler's response, though. Whatever. He was just like, okay. He was like, well, hopefully Tom Brady throws it the way that he likes it to be thrown to him. Nice guy. Nice guy, Jay Cutler. (laughs) And then he uh, lit up a Marlboro and uh, rode off on a camel. (laughs) So let's talk about the, uh, the Chicago Bears though. Uh, I like their offense. Alshon Jeffrey is really good. Kevin White is basically like a rookie this year. Yeah. Kevin Uh, White had 1500 yards and 10 touchdowns his last year at West Virginia. He is legit and he was a workout freak. And he had a knee injury or a leg injury. And I think Cody, Cody Whitehair is going to make their offensive line a lot, a lot stronger, significantly stronger. So I do like what they did on, uh, on offense. I think it's, it's pretty good. Um, their offense looks decent to me. You're forgetting one important thing about offense. Okay. They added white hair at guard and they added Bobby Massey, which lets them slide, uh, long back into guard, which yep. is a good thing. That'll be good. That's really good. But they lost Forte. And here's the thing. Like everyone's going, well, Jeremy Langford. Jeremy Langford had 3.6 yards per carry and he caught half the passes thrown to him. Had they signed, he Jaqu- is not ready to replace They signed him. Jaquiz Rogers too. They had him last year too. It did so much that you forgot they had him last year too. Yeah, but then he wasn't he hurt like when they had like the running back roulette after no. Forte got hurt. No, they just went with Kadeem Carey instead. All right. Well, I like Kadeem Carey. He seems all right. He seems yeah. like he could pound it in from five yards out or I like think just one yard out. Picking up Kevin White's really good. I think losing Forte, Lankford plus Kadeem Carey does not make up for that. Well, losing Matt Forte, I mean, losing what Matt Forte was is one thing. Matt Forte is not getting any younger. I don't really know. I think he maybe had one more year left. 
I don't see Chicago competing very well. What was their? You were going to surprise me with their record for last year. Oh uh, no, 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 that's that's, the, that's for the next. That's the next one. team. No. obviously okay. you got a hint on that because this because it's better than six and ten. Um, <laughs> I, I actually don't think their defense is that bad. I don't know, like Pernell Murphy, Lamar Houston, Will Young. These guys can play. Like I don't think it's the worst. Their secondary is kind of a mess, but uh, I don't think it's the worst secondary or the worst defense in the NFL. It's like probably just a below average one or average one. Well, they signed Danny Trevathan, who's good. I thought yeah. Jonathan Buller was a really good draft pick. I thought Leonard Floyd was nice. Uh, Nick Witkowski out of uh, West Virginia is good. That's another good draft pick. And then Sean Bush and DeAndre Hall. The whole thing is, though, here's their DBs. 176-year-old Tracy Porter. Not good. This is not good. Not Kyle Fuller, Fuller who's good. Porter. Kyle Fuller is, I Kyle mean. Fuller, he's a solid be, player. He could be good. I mean, he's a Fuller. But then their cornerbacks after that are bad. Yeah. Right? So they basically have like one and a half cornerbacks. Undrafted. It's all like undrafted free agents and DeAndre Hall, which, I mean, I don't know. DeAndre Hall is fourth round pick this year. Maybe he's good. I don't know. Uh, he's tall, a little more rangy. I am a not he's, a college football watcher. So. He's an interesting guy, but he's out of a small school and he's kind of skinny. That he could seems be, like a guy who's going to need some uh, some seasoning. It sounds like he could really go either way. He could and be they crap. Have, he could be good. Yeah. They have very young safeties, too. Like All their safeties are Yeah, they have young. Adrian Amos and what was it? Harold Jones Quarterly, and which Deon- Jones <laughs> Quarterly is a great name. And Deion Bush, too. It's my favorite magazine. They drafted Kevin. Deion Bush out of Miami. He but could be okay. That's the whole thing. Is like, Where's this pass rush that's going to help cover up this defensive back? Well, they got course. Lamar Houston. He had eight sacks last year. They got Pernell McPhee. Like, they, this pass rush could be serviceable. Jonathan, Jonathan Bullard, like maybe Jonathan Bullard is, I don't know why he went in the third round. It's because like, he's a run guy. From he's everything playing, you're he's saying, defensive end in a 3-4, so I mean, if you're not J.J. Watt, you probably don't get a lot of sacks from that position anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing is, like, their pass rush is going to be okay, and their defensive backs are exposable. Like, I worry about this defense for that reason. <laughs> I have my own belief about this team, but I'm just going to highlight what you both have said, and that's over and over again. This team looks like they could be average, and that just that spells it out for me. I, I see nothing from the Bears this year that would instill me with hope if I lived in and Chicago. Nothing, nothing points me towards like a Bears playoff run or anything, but I think the team is it's they have talent and they're they're not the worst team in the league. And uh, they can go have Giordano's after every game. It'll some, be fine. Some teams got to go eight and eight. That's that's how yeah. I, that's how I feel about the Bears because I put them right at eight and eight. That's, wow. I think they need a quarterback, and I think they need like one corner. Yeah, and, a good, a really good safety year to cover up some of the other yeah. corners or something would be really nice. And so I have them at seven and nine, which is a, an improvement. I went low, five and eleven, Chicago Bears. You All know, right. I could see that. I think that's I have right. no faith in Jay Cutler. I don't see them going up much from my projection, but I can definitely see them going down. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, we get to go to the, the strong finishers now. Let's do it. That's right. We get to go to. Uh, do you know the offensive coordinator's name? For the Detroit Lions? Um, I don't. It, I do. I don't want to say it. It's, it's not, Jim Bob Cooter. It's, it's not good. <laughs> it's one of the great names. Now, Kevin, is he from the South? Um, no, he's from the South. Oh, okay. Uh, here's the thing, though. Once he took over his uh, play caller and primary offensive coordinator, Detroit went on a big hot run to finish the year, and they actually finished out 7-9. and nine. Such a stealthy 7-9. and nine that, that Jim Caldwell got to keep his job, and this very team quiet. is fucked. That was the worst thing that could have happened to them, is Jim Caldwell <laughs> kept his job. I just, uh, I, like, I just can't handle that Jim Caldwell. Yeah, you dropped the F-bomb off because of Jim Caldwell, of yeah, all Cald- things. Caldwell got me to put a dollar in the swear jar, man. That is, 
is. And he's just looking at you with his confused Jim Caldwell face. Unacceptable. Here's the thing. It was such a bad 7-9, though, that Eric legitimately thought they finished last in the division yeah. and had four wins. Yeah, it was, it was like... You could see all over his face. He's like, they, they won, like, three games, You right? could see the wheels churning. Well, I was like, they were so uh, bad at the beginning of the year, too. They were they lost, like... They were, like, 0-6 like or something like that? Oh, and they, yeah. they, oh, they, they lost the game so... So closely and uh, so poorly. You know, they say that Detroit's defense can't stop anyone, but... uh you know, they managed to shut down Calvin and Johnson, Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders' entire careers. Ooh. That's a fact. Ouch. Calvin Ouch. Johnson now joins a legacy of Barry Sanders. Who's the next Detroit great player to just retire for no reason? The first statement was the important one. Who's the next great Detroit yeah. player? I was going to say, is he there yet? Where is lies the problem? Oh, Ndamukong Idol. Yeah. All right. Uh what, so, what's the record? Do you want me to start off on this? Let's, let's talk about some of their players, though. They they have uh they have a lot of talent. They have wide receivers, man, coming out their ears. They got Bolden, Jones, and Tate. None of them are really a true like one number one receiver, but it's like maybe three number twos will make a. I feel like Golden Tate in that offense is a number one receiver for them. So and here's the thing: in 2014, stats are, stats are good, but he's like such a possession guy. Well, in 2014, when I. Uh, Calvin Johnson was out for most of the season, and he had to step into that number one role. He had 99 catches for 1,331 yards, four touchdowns, 13.4. Here's the thing, four though. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. They they need a really productive well, Eric Ebron. And then that's what Calvin Johnson brings to the table is that you can just throw it in his general direction, and he's going to go up and catch it, yes. whereas a guy like Golden Tate is... You need to create a play to make it Golden happen. Tate is great. Like he's it, he's probably the best number two receiver in the league, but he's just like doesn't have the skill set of a uh, uh, ideal number one. Or he's like a New England number one. Like yeah. if you scheme well, he can well, he can be that the man. The thing about the New England number one is they get to hide behind the fact that they have Rob Gronkowski, who's like the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And, and Eric Ebron can't carry that kind of. No. Pressure. And Ebron did get injured last week. Ebron gets injured every week. Pettigrew's on the pup list already again, so they're now they're now they're down to like Matthew Mulligan. Yeah, their tight end game was not looking Mark very Corliss strong. Is suspended too, and they need they need a good tight end there. Their red zone passing offense is bad. What is their running back situation? They have in, Amir Abdullah, which is not a good thing. They have, they Stephon have Ridley, Savon Ridley, Theo Riddick, Amir Abdullah. It's a that's it's running back roulette in Detroit. It's a who's who of running back number two. Like it's uh, it'd be like and if it, we start. It was like starting the year with Kristen Michael and Robert Turbin. I think that weirds me out is like how many first round picks they have on their offensive line, and I don't know any of these guys. Like I don't know anything about Lake and Tomlinson and Riley Reef. No, here's the thing though. They <laughs> Those are made up, up names. They picked up Tyler uh, Taylor Decker. They and picked Joe up Dahl. Graham Glasgow, and they picked up Joe Dahl. But the, and they also got Jeff Schwartz. They so got a really good overhaul on their offensive line. Their first line. preseason game though. Joe Dahl and Graham Glasgow, neither of them played with the first team. Which so is ridiculous because they're way better. As of right now, they're going to lose their spots to Lakin, Tomlinson, Larry Warford, Travis Swanson. Maybe they're just building confidence in those I think, players. I think at least one of them is going to be starting. I like their defense. I think their defense is actually pretty underrated. They have a lot of talent on defense. Uh, Haloti Not is still awesome. Ziggy uh, Ansah is still great. Still fills up tons of space. Uh if Levy can stay healthy and same with Slay, they're yeah. both really good. Uh, Glover Quinn. Glover Quinn's awesome. And they actually drafted Miles Killebrew, who they drafted a strong safety. He's really good. And Ashawn Robinson is going to pair really well with Haloti Nada. Ashawn Robinson is a big physical D tackle. Oh, I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, he's way back on their depth chart right now, but he'll earn his way up. He's probably been hurt in the preseason or something. Well, they have Anthony Zettel too, and he's also good. And Tyron Walker. 
Yeah. Ty Run Walker, sorry. I get it. Like, their defensive line is going to be sound against the run, and Ziggy Ansah gives them an immediate pass rush. If Levy and Slay can stay healthy, their defense is legit. And, you know, I hate to break it to all the Matt Stafford haters, but 67.2% completion percentage, 4,262 yards, 32 touchdowns, 13 picks, with no run game whatsoever last year. Like, numbers are going to drop because Calvin Johnson's gone, but I'm sorry, Matt Stafford's not the reason this team lost. No, uh, and the Lions have, are doing what they've always done, and that's I, be... I think losing the safety blanket of, like, throw it in Calvin's direction and he'll make a play is going to hurt a lot more than people anticipate, though. Like, it's kind of like um, Linus, you know? It's like Linus's blanket. He can always just chuck it in the general direction of Calvin Johnson, and he's the best wide receiver who... We saw in the last ten years. Yeah, the, so. li- the Lions are doing what they've always done, and that's be one thing short on offense. When they had Barry Sanders, they didn't have a passing game. Uh, Scott Hansen couldn't do it with the receivers he had. Now they don't have a running game, and it leaves them incomplete, and it and it makes their defense overwork. And to me, it just looks like a aver- like a below average offense. Like that, on the whole, I don't think that the offense will be as productive as. That's not going to help, by the way, because <laughs> it's directly underneath us. <laughs> okay, so uh, the I am I want to root against this team because I want someone other than Jim Caldwell to come in here and coach them. So I have them at two and fourteen. That is what you whoa two wins. Oh, that's wow. vicious. That's that's like Dolphins vicious. Also, that's uh, no. I have the Dolphins at five and eleven. It's way better. Also, Nathan in the uh, first couple quick shots going real hard on the blackhead coaches. This is my layoff a little, Nathan. Actually, I would love to see Marvin Lewis end up with Detroit. Marvin Marvin Lewis on the Lions would be awesome. Do you know who else on the Lions would be awesome? Is uh, the guy that coached the Bears, that coached Tampa Bay. They got Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith. Smith. I would take Lovey Smith in a second. I think Lovey Smith's super underrated coach. And he gets put in these bad situations and then fired before he ever really I was going to say, I want Lovey Smith in Tampa Bay because I think he could really make a difference. But they're like, no, no, just get him out of here. Actually, I like Lovey Smith at uh, University of Illinois. I think he's a great college coach because everyone loves him. Yeah, he's like, he seems pretty great. And I, yeah, he'll probably be really successful, come back to the NFL and do good. You know, yeah, Kevin I think he's going to be careless. Like, you won't have that level right. of success because it's Illinois. Kevin, you're good. the last guy to talk about the Lions. What do you think? Do you have him at a... I'm, I'm going to guess. I think you have him at, like, an average, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. 6 and 10. 6 and 10, okay. A little worse, but... I have them at 4 and uh, four and 12. Okay. So I'm clearly the optimist here, but I think... <laughs> by, by a couple games. I think they don't have much of a run game, and I agree with that part. I think they have a cobbled-together wide receiver core, but I think their defense, their offensive line, and Matt Stafford's big dumb arm, along with uh, Jim Bob Cooter being a legit offensive coordinator, is enough to get him to six wins. Yeah. You also just want to say Jim Bob Cooter one more time. Hey, fair enough. That's, 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 that's an honorable pursuit. I think you guys are underestimating the Cooter. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's go to the uh, the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers, indeed. I hate the Green Bay Packers so much because they've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for the last, like, 25 years, and they've legitimately only won one, two Super Bowls. And it just seems almost almost unthinkable. that. And have they been to four talent. Super Bowls or three? Four? Four. Do they go to one with Rodgers and lose? Didn't they? That's so hard to. That's so hard to remember. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Remember, Super Bowl losers is like the hardest thing in the it universe. Is. It is. Ask the uh, trivia team. Yeah, in bars. We'll get uh, the producers on it. I think Green Bay is. Uh, Why do I have to do this? Okay. <laughs> 
I think the Green Bay Packers, like you said, still have Aaron Rodgers. They have Clay Matthews until he's suspended, which could come any day. They have a brand new and fresh Jordy Nelson coming back. They have Eddie Lacy, who is primed for a big year, because every year Eddie Lacy is primed for a big year. And it was true once. Yeah, maybe. And maybe As of this right is now, the year. it's true every other year. Yeah, so... I they won the NFC in 2010 and 19. They won. They won. They've gone three times in this era. Okay, so just one extra time. Aaron Rodgers only been once, which okay. I think shows you how good Mike McCarthy is. Yeah, that no is kidding. To say not. And people say people talk like he's a really good coach. Well, yeah, because they, because Aaron Rodgers is there. Best front office, waving. Brent, best front office in the league, and I think this is a coach that holds that front office back. This. Did you know that this team almost all of these players were drafted by. Yeah, but at, like all but like four of their players were drafted by Green Bay. That is incredible. Yeah, they they have a great homegrown tradition. The the team, the fact that this team has been so successful without ever really reaching it, like Julius Peppers and the Trigion, those are like the only guys they got from other teams. Everyone else is from their from their own squad. Yeah, they raised them themselves. Well, they picked up uh, Jared Cook in the off season. Yeah, and they still have the other Rogers, Rid, Rid, Richard, Richard Rogers. A tight end. Uh, I think the team's stacked on offense, and I don't think they're they're going to disappoint in that way. Yeah, I like mean, usual. Here's the thing: last year they had Eddie Lacy and uh, James Starks, you know, and both of them were sub four yards per carry. Like that's the thing: people talk like James Starks is some kind of great change of pace. They're functionally the same running back, and that running back last year was really mediocre. They need Eddie Lacy to be a bit more if they want to get a little further. But like you said, they have Jordy Nelson back. Uh, Jordy Nelson was 85 catches, 1,314 yards, 8 touchdowns in 2013. 2014, 98 catches, 1,519 yards, 13 touchdowns. So Jordy Nelson's a big part of their offense coming back. Yeah. You throw in... He's on uh, the pop list right now, though. Yeah, but that's going to change. They just need to let him come back the rest of the way. And they still have Randall Cobb. They still have Randall Cobb, who's a good wide receiver, too. A really good one. And if Ty Montgomery can be healthy, because that's the thing. Yeah, Ty Montgomery, Devontae Adams, one of these guys could come along this year. Absolutely, especially as a wide receiver three with that much less pressure, because Jones is gone because he's mediocre. But I think a big thing to consider is they brought in Blake Martinez out of Stanford to play middle linebacker, which let Clay Matthews shift back to the outside, which gives them a better pass rush. You throw in uh, Kenny Clark, who's a big guy in the middle, and they had a nice draft to shore up their defense. Because they lost uh, Casey Hayward at corner, but they picked up two draft picks the year before. They still have Sam Shields. Yeah, they were ready for that. Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins, like they were so ready to just be like, "All right, well, we lost that, but we have our first and second round pick from last year to ready yeah. to step in." It's like when we talked about the Ravens. I hate Clay Matthews though. Dirtiest, Dirtiest player, player in the league. NFL. <laughs> yes, not close. <laughs> That's a fact. He is the and he gets away with it because he's a white guy, and it bothers me so much. Yeah, he's he's at least as dirty as Indominus Sue. And he gets away with it way more often. Well, he did say that really cool thing uh, to Kaepernick last year, which, you know, made us smile. So that's why we liked him a little. Well, sometimes the villain can be funny. Yeah, it can be funny. Uh, I, it's it's not really the elephant in the room, but the NFL said if uh, the, the people in the, uh, I don't know the official name of it, but the PED scandal that's going on right now. If these players do not provide testimony, they're going to be suspended. And two of those players are on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, three, I think, but the big names are Clay Matthews and uh, Julius Peppers. And this is big. 
Yeah. That 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 if they lose both of those players, and it wouldn't be either if they lose both those players, that is a huge hit to their defense. But if it's a suspension, it's a four game suspension, right? Yeah. And they're losing their outside linebackers. They drafted Kyler Fackrell. You know, I think they can absorb it. It's not like losing Tom Brady. Yeah, but they spent a first rounder on Nick Perry. Maybe finally he'll do something. I don't really think the Packers are a team that starts strong. And if they if if they hiccup early in the season like they did last year. It could affect them at the end of the year, like it did last year. I definitely have them as like a. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. I'm on the borderline for playoffs. I have them at ten and six. I'm at nine and seven, and they're they're my seventh seed. So they just barely missed the playoffs in in my uh, picks. They're my fourth seed at ten and six. So winning winning the division. I think Eric, that speaks to your point. If they end up losing maybe one game, maybe two games, that's enough to keep them out of the playoffs for both you and I. Nate already has them out of the playoffs because he hates cheese. <laughs> Please, please fire Mike McCarthy and bring in Marvin Lewis. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm fine. I don't want the Packers getting good. I don't Welcome like the Welcome to Packers. the Marvin Lewis relocation podcast, formerly known as the Quick Shot. I just like, I feel like some, <laughs> sometimes you just need to change the scenery. And these guys, some of these guys are good coaches who've just been in the same place for too long. And we need to just get them somewhere else. Go to the can. AFC. Get better in the AFC. Don't get better in the NFC. That's, that's my argument. I, I don't care about the Packers. Let's go to the Vikes. All right. The Vikings, one of the, uh, much like the Raiders, one of the darlings of the offseason. And for a lot of really good reasons, this is a super talented roster. Harrison, On defense, they have uh, Griffin, Lenville Joseph, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, Xavier Rhodes, Terrence you, Newman, Captain Munderland, Harrison, Harrison Smith. Because I'm going Smith. in position order from front to back. Stop interrupting. <laughs> and all of those players are good. They have, they're so deep. Their defense is stellar. They picked up Alex Boone, Andre Smith, and Willie Beavers to sure up the offensive line that was the only weakness. This comes down to, does Adrian Peterson have another season in him? And can Teddy Bridgewater take any amount of a step forward? And that's the difference between probably making the playoffs and being like a real force in the division. Harrison Smith. I'm going to say something that's going to freak Seahawks fans out. But Harris Smith is, like, as good as Earl Thomas. Boo! He's so good. Oh. They are two of the top three safeties in the NFL, hands He is down. on that level. Like, And I think, like, people need to take Harrison Smith seriously. He's so good at football. And he changes the things that they can do. It doesn't matter that Terrence Newman is their second corner because Harrison Smith is their, is their uh, free safety. Like, it's the same thing that... Where like we where Brandon Browner wasn't terrible with yeah, us. Brandon Browner's not bad because you know what we got Earl Thomas. He can just be a thug, you know, up there and just like beat people up and just like punch him in the face. And who cares? Because Earl's gonna help over the top. And Harrison's the same way. He's that cut level of talent. Um, and Kevin's right. If Teddy Bridgewater is an above average NFL quarterback this year, this team will win a lot of football games. If he is just similar to how he was before, then how he's always been. Then, uh, he's going, this team will struggle. This is the, this is, the defense is so good though. It, it almost doesn't matter. This now, Nathan, and the offensive line is better. Nathan, the offensive you, line is better. They got Alex Boone. You have been a, a big Teddy Bridgewater supporter in the past. What do you honestly see from him this year? Uh, well, he's gonna have time because they got Alex Boone. Can I help preface this a and little? It, did, is Andre Smith someone they signed this year? Andre too? Smith they signed oh and they drafted gosh. Willie Beavers, who was a this, left tackle for Michigan. This team for is, Western Michigan. This team has a monster offensive line, and they yeah. then they got Lacon Treble. He has all the weapons. It's really it's up to him. Yeah, it's, it's a mental thing. If can he get can he get his head together and make it? So here's the thing. So his rookie year, he was a sixty four point four percent completion, threw for just shy of three thousand yards, fourteen touchdowns, twelve picks, seven point three yards per attempt. 
last year, percentage went up about a full percentage point. He was 65.3. Uh, 3,231 yards, 14 touchdowns, 9 picks. So same touchdowns, fewer mistakes, which makes sense in an offense built around a running back. But still, 7.2 yards per attempt. And to me, that's the question. Can he get up in the high 7s, low 8s? If he can, where he's getting a little bit more out of each play, which to me that depends, because he hasn't had a healthy Kyle Rudolph all the time. If he has a healthy Kyle Rudolph, and Laquan Treadwell is a possession-receiving monster, like he's just a really stellar possession receiver, then you can work longer plays to Stephon Diggs and uh, Charles Johnson, which will allow him to bring up his yards per attempt. Because I think that's what's killing him right now in this offense, is he doesn't do anything to really take the top off the defense. He doesn't do anything. He's like a... Uh, less Chad accurate Pennington. Chad Pennington exactly was I think which is what you don't want because that was Chad Pennington's best quality was so his accuracy he, exactly so mm-hmm. it needs to become hyper accurate like 70% completions are pushing it or he needs to be able to add about a yard per attempt can we talk Adrian Peterson by the way Mackenzie Alexander in the second round is an awesome draft pick too yes um, and has a like, lot of talent like everything this team did Norm Turner's an off, awesome offensive coordinator um so, yeah, I just, I'm really excited about this football team. Yeah, um, Norm Turner is to offensive coordinating what, uh, uh, what's the guy for Dallas, the defensive coordinator we talked about last week? Oh, the defensive line guru? Yes. Um, it's the guy that used to coach Detroit. Yes. When they were terrible. And for some reason, Jim, I can't think of his name. Jim. No, Jim. It's not Jim. It's not Jim Conklin. I don't know why. No, not Jim Conklin. <laughs> I don't know why I can't think of it either. Uh, it's, 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 and you're oh, trying to Rod think of Mary, Jim Johnson. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I yeah, you're thinking of Jim Johnson from the Eagles. Yeah, Rod Marinelli. He's like, North Turner's like passing attack Rod Marinelli. And you're absolutely right. He's, he's always a good choice for offensive coordinator. Yeah, I, a bad choice for head coach. I'm not sure about Adrian Peterson. I, I think, I'm not saying he's going to have a total collapse this year, but this is a guy who could shred any defense. And it was a playoff game against Seattle last year, and we totally shut him down. And yes. But they signed two new offensive linemen who are both I very know, good. I know. I just, I think Adrian Peterson is going to have a good year. I just don't think he's going to be the key that he should be. Also, here's the thing. So you're talking about a one of the all-time best NFL defenses, which you can say now that the Seahawks ranked number one in defensive DVOA three seasons in a row. Yeah. So officially one of the best defenses in NFL history. Only really had to worry about one dimension of an offense. Yeah, and shut it down, and that's that's what happened. I agree, but do you not see that happening this year? Like, I do not see Teddy Bridgewater taking any sort of step forward. I would be very surprised if he did. He's and gonna have a lot of time to throw behind yeah, this offensive line. That doesn't mean he's gonna make the right decision. And I just don't see Teddy Bridgewater having like that cutthroat attitude on the field. So here's the thing: he added a percentage of accuracy and dropped his ints by three. That means that his decision-making probably improved. And I think if you watch the tape, it really did a little bit last year. And do they have to play outside again this year? No, this is new stadium. Yeah, that's going to help stadium. a lot, too, for throwing. Like, it's so hard to throw in that University of Minnesota stadium. Well, and here's the other thing, the schedule. Like, here's Remember, their away games. Work loves. They're at <laughs> the Eagles, at the Lions, at the Titans, at the Bears, at the Redskins, at the Jaguars, at Carolina, at Green Bay. Carolina is the only uh, out-of-conference away game that's against 
a really strong defense. They actually get to duck. Like, Houston's the other team that you worry about. How the hell did they score that schedule? Because they got the AFC South and the NFC East. Jeez. And sometimes life is good to you. Yeah, I feel like their schedule's really easy. Yeah, and, like, for instance, they have Dallas, who we talked about possibly being a really good team. But that's a really bad matchup for Dallas because the Vikings have a strong defense and Dallas has a defense that can do nothing against Minnesota. So I feel like the matchups, that's one of the reasons why, I mean, I'll come out and say it right now. I have them at 13 and three. I'm I'm 12 and four and I could easily see them doing better. And I think the schedule favors it. Like, I have them losing to the Eagles because I was like, this team's going to drop a weird game somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> to give me doubt. I have no one losing to the Eagles. That's the difference between us. <laughs> I have... I'm really low on them. I have them at 9 and 7. Ouch. I I just... I know... I looked at what their additions, and I know that their offensive line looks better. Their defense is very good. It looks like it's going to be very good. I have them at 9 and 7. So you have them a quarterback away. That's you know, what I mean. Yes, absolutely. You know they, are the, they are the new Arizona Cardinals. You're down on their skill position players, which... I can see Harrison Smith's so good, guys. Watch that, that defense. Watch his tape, his, watching his tape is a joy. And you can tell that they are the new Arizona Cardinals because there's an Arizona Cardinal that Nate loves to rave about. Nathan. Oh, is it Calais Campbell? Calais Campbell. I love, I love Calais Campbell. Yes. And so now he's just going to switch this to the Vikings. They are quarterback away. They're going to sign the next Carson Palmer. Um, they're going to sign Matt Stafford in three years and be okay. Oh, Two years. Geez. There you go. There you I go. don't know what to do with this information. Yeah. I'm just saying that's that's why I'm so low on the Vikings. All right, so I just gave you like a three-year prediction too. I deserve points for that. <laughs> Bold prediction, 2019 edition. So we have. I uh, so does anyone have more than one team making the playoffs out of this division? No, I just got the Vikings. You both just had the Vikings. I have the Vikings. I have the Packers making uh, the final wild card spot. Okay. I, I, a, I just I have, have the Packers a, winning. I have a team that might surprise some people making that final wild card spot, or maybe not. Depending on how much they like, um, Nathan's picking the Lions. No, no. Uh, no, actually, I think he has the same team I do. It's just I have the Packers making it over Dallas. Oh, but we'll talk about well, that two next teams week. Coming out. How can the Packers make it over Dallas? You have two teams coming out of the NFC East. I don't have. I only have no. One I have team. the Redskins beating the beating right. Dallas. So only one team's coming out. But your wild cards are Packers and someone. Yep. I have, and it's the same someone you have. I think Cardinals. I have Cardinals and Falcons. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> I was I was waiting. I, I see it right up. I'm like, don't don't spoil, it. don't say it. All right. <laughs> so join us next week for the now half spoiled NFC South preview. Um, if you have any comments, hit us up on Twitter as uh, Seahawks Nest. We're on Facebook at the Seahawks Nest. Um, you can email us at podcast podcast at fromthehawksnest.com. And Old email, but it works. Yeah, and we actually check it now, which helps. And remember, Sean Payton does meth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bonus content for those of you who listen to the end.